Welcome to Meant for This with Caroline J. Sumlin, a podcast for the modern Christian mama who wants to redefine the current narrative and unapologetically show up for what she's been called to in the home, community, marketplace, and the world in that order. Here, you will find tools, resources, education, and inspiration that will help you break free from burnout, get focused, live on purpose, and manage it all with grit and grace, because you are meant for this life that God has called you to. Hey, Mama, welcome back to Men For This, and welcome back to another mini-sode. I'm just... I'm pumped right now, you guys, because I can finally tell you a little bit more about what's been up my sleeve, what I've been working on, and I just know that God is going to do something really big with this, so I hope you're ready to buckle up and let's dive on into this thing, okay? Okay, now if you saw the title from today's episode, which I'm pretty sure you did, that's why you clicked it, that's why you wanted to listen today, you see that the title is called How to Discover Your Calling. Now, I want to give a disclaimer, okay? I am not Jesus, as we know, <laughs> but I want to make sure I I make it a disclaimer. I am not Jesus. I am not God. I am not the Holy Spirit. I cannot specifically tell you exactly what you are called to do. However, however, I feel very confident about the knowledge that God has given me and what I have been able to do through my own story, through my own life, and with other mothers and other people as well to help guide you in this direction. And it is something that I feel very strongly and passionate about that that us mothers are not talking about enough, okay? And, and it is something that if you follow me on Instagram, if you've been here for any number of months or weeks or anything like that, you know that this is the, a big part of what I believe my life's work is, which is to help you not only discover what you feel called to, but the the, mo- the most important part of this is pursue what you feel called to in and out of motherhood and to pursue it boldly and unapologetically, to collectively work with you to redefine the narrative of modern womanhood and motherhood that has taught us that we cannot pursue our goals, our dreams, or a calling and steward our calling and mission in the home as well. We live in a society that has fed us the lie that it is impossible to do both well. We are all women who have attempted or tried to or are currently trying to wear multiple hats and do multiple things. That is the nature of our reality as human beings and and as and as creatures that God created. We are actually called to multiple things and that's a good thing. But because of the nature of our society, it's very difficult for us to tend to everything we are called to do well. And that is from anything to that that is that is due to anything from pressure and comparisonitis and competitive hustle culture, or it can be on the flip side with lack of resources and lack of support and a 
society that is not built up to really support, especially women, especially mothers in the workforce and in other endeavors outside of the home. We know that it feels like pulling teeth or literally giving up arms, legs, and kidneys in order to feel successful and to be able to do something and have the time to do it and have the ability and the energy and the mental and emotional capacity to do something well outside of the full-time job of motherhood. The, the bottom line here, the moral of this story is that we believe this lie. Whether and and you and may, may and let's put it this way, you may be in a season right now, or you may have gotten to a place in your life where you don't believe the lie. You believe that you can be called to other things outside of motherhood, and you can prioritize motherhood first and still give a good portion of your energy and time to something else as well, or however that looks for you. Maybe you don't have that belief or mindset anymore, but you're you're, like, you're ready to, to do the thing. But the actual steps and implementation and the ability to do the thing well is very daunting because once you even start doing the thing well, you're hit with so many challenges of trying to balance, trying to find that balance, trying to make sure that you have the energy and ability to show up well for your kids and do the things that you want to do that you might even find yourself second guessing yourself or find yourself thinking maybe this isn't the right season or when my children are older, it'll feel easier, it'll be better, et cetera, et cetera. I want to make sure that I bring you guys along with me and my journey and I explain to you how we got here and I help you all understand that I am in the trenches with you, that I am someone that has figured some things out and I want to help you all with the things that I've figured out, but I'm also learning as I go as well. And I have been either where you are right now or I have, or I'm, I'm literally, you know, depending on where you are, I could also be where you are right now. We could be in the same season or the same boat, or perhaps, you know, I was where you are a couple of seasons ago. And really the, the pandemic is something that has shed so much more light on this. This is something that I've been wrestling with for seasons, for years. But when the pandemic hit, it really magnified, intensified, exasperated the thoughts and feelings that I was having, where I began to question and ask God, when will my dreams matter? When will my calling matter? When will what I desire matters? Or I also asked questions like, I knew I wanted to be home with my kids and my dream come true is to be here with my kids, but why do I also have other dreams and ambitions? Is that okay? Why is it that I feel guilty now that I'm here that I also want to be there too? Why am I feeling so drawn to be close to my children? I want to homeschool. I want to do the things. I want to be present. And I am doing those things. This is exactly what I prayed for when I was working a nine to five, when I was teaching in the classroom. I prayed to be here with my kids. And now that I'm here, why do I feel like I want to be somewhere else too? What is wrong with me? And, you know, I when I wasn't a stay-at-home mom, I looked at stay-at-home moms with envy. Not because I felt like they had it easy, but because they were with their kids. 
They were able to spend that time with them. They were able to have a little bit of like a slower, what felt like a slower lifestyle. I saw so many pictures and Instagram stories of those slow mornings with the kids and the cuddles and things of that nature. Homeschool culture looked so appealing to me because of the flexibility of education. I was in public education and I saw so many benefits to homeschooling and what that could do for kids. And so I longed to be able to do that with my kids one day. Um, And I also just felt like I wanted to lead and disciple my children. I wanted to train them up in the ways of the Lord. I wanted to establish a firm foundation. I really also just loved them so much and wanted to be near them, more near them than what I was as a full-time teacher. I felt like as a teacher, I just wasn't able to be with my kids as much as I felt a, a pull and a, and a desire to, to be with them. And, and really, I I knew even before going into teaching that eventually I wanted to work my way to being home with my kids. So this was always on my mind and my heart. I didn't realize at the time when I was working how much I loved working. That's partly due to the fact that I was in a job or a career that just really didn't align with me. I really just did not like it. And it was was a very stretching, pulling thing. So I was very burned out and I was eager to kind of slow down in that way and really wasn't thinking much about having a full-time career. But on the flip side, I didn't realize how much I always found myself working because when I was teaching, I also had a side business. And that side business was that I created a Christian planner for women. And I didn't see that as me always wanting to work. I didn't see that as me wanting you know, as, as a big calling necessarily. I, I saw it as something that I just desired to do and it brought me a lot of joy and I felt the Lord tell me to do it. So I just obeyed. And I've always been that person to just obey what God says and to go for it and to really let God put the pieces of the puzzle together and let him write that story. So I did those things and I loved doing those things. Um, and I didn't realize that Prior to all of that, when I was working at Apple, I also had a blog and I also enjoyed putting out articles and enjoyed writing and creating content because, well, it makes sense because prior to that, I was a journalism major and I thought I was going to be a journalist and I have always enjoyed writing and speaking and and sharing stories and connecting with people and making a difference through, through the medium of words. And, oh, that makes sense because I was also a thespian in high school and I did speech in high school and that's where I really refined those skills. And I, I came alive when I was on stage and I I couldn't, I, I, I honestly miss that so much because I haven't had a moment like that in a very long time. So I started to realize all these things during the pandemic, but these things have always been happening. When I say these things, I mean, I've always been busy. I've always been working in some capacity, doing more work than what I was just doing. I was a teacher, but I was also, you know, owning a business and and, and selling planners and writing blog posts about that and creating Instagram content about these planners that I made. Prior to that, I was working at Apple, but I was also blogging. I was also um, creating social media content about that. I was also on Twitter. I was also, you know, just just doing that. I, I was just doing it. I felt like I wanted to do it, right? So I say that to say that when I desire to be a stay-at-home mom and I really started to feel the pull towards that and when I was making the 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 transition into being a stay-at-home mom it's weird that it caught me by surprise that that's all I wanted to do like I wanted to be with my kids but I also felt a pull towards 
doing this other work, creating content and really creating that into a job before my eyes, before I really even realized what was happening. And God was like, well, you've always been like this, Caroline. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I say it, it took me by surprise because I was like, why is it that I, I'm, I'm, I'm thirsty for work? I'm thirsty to, to, to write, to create, to speak, to teach. Like, wh- what, what is wrong with me? Why am I so frustrated that I'm, that I, and I, why do I feel so restricted in one area of my life? I feel so lost. I feel like, well, who am I? What I, I didn't imagine that once I got to be home with my kids that I would feel so lost. I thought I would feel the opposite. I thought I would finally feel like I had arrived at my purpose. I thought I would finally feel like I had arrived at my calling. And I knew that I was called to be with my kids, but I felt like it was like half the calling, like something was missing. And I was just like, what is going on? I really battled depression around this because I felt I felt number one, I felt depressed that I felt so lost and I felt like something was missing and I felt like I I felt so disappointed in my life and I felt so guilty for that disappointment that I had in my life. You know what I mean? Like it felt so it felt so devastating or debilitating is the word defeating. Defeating is the word that's coming to me. It felt defeating. And I'm telling you this story because I'm I'm sure someone out there is feeling similarly to this or has felt similarly to this. I felt defeated. I felt like I had failed because I thought I was called to be home with my kids. So now that I'm here, why do I why do I feel so unsatisfied? Why am I why do and and then also why do I feel like I'm suffocating. Why do I feel like I, I I need air? Why do I feel like I need to get out? Why do I feel like I want to go be a grown up and a, a human, an adult? I, I didn't expect being around my kids so much to make me feel so lost in a sense of myself. And so I, I felt guilty around that, etc. Right? So in wrestling with all of these feelings, I began to pray. And ask God about these feelings. Ask him to reveal to me, to clarify to me what is going on. Now, mind you, all this is happening while I am running this business now, that what is now meant for this, which has had a lot of different names before, and I've done it in different ways. I've I've been doing this for about a year and a half. Okay. So I transitioned to staying at home with my kids right when my youngest was born. Actually, a couple weeks before that, I took a job at the time in order for me to stay home, I needed money. So I, it was, I put my staying home or or excuse me, I put my working from home as synonymous with, well, I, in order for me to do this, we need X amount of dollars per month that will allow me to do this. That will cover what would have been missing from my check. And the way that, that we justified that or the way that we worked through that as, as a teacher, I didn't make a whole lot of money and about like 80% of what I made was going to go towards daycare. And whenever my, and that was what was happening already. I already had my first in daycare and with two in daycare, it would have been over a hundred percent of what I was making would have gone towards the two in daycare. And so that was just not feasible for us. So it 
saved us money, quote unquote, to have me stay home. But at the time with where my husband's job was, I still needed to make money in order to cover some of our expenses. So I was not thinking about it as a I want, I was thinking about as a, I have to, but I was so blessed to get a job that I really enjoyed. I worked for a virtual assistant agency. Unfortunately, it no longer exists. It closed its doors. And when I was hired for that position, I thought, well, this is great. I will work for them forever. I will work for them for years. I I figured I would need to be a work from home mom in order to stay home with my kids, in order to you know, sidestep the cost, the extreme cost of daycare and get ourselves to a place where we had enough money to cover expenses. And by the time my husband made a little bit more money, the money that I made would be able to pay for preschool, things like that. And it felt perfect. It felt like I would work part time and I would be able to be around my kids and I would be able to contribute to the family financially. And I would be able to make sure that we had money for what the kids needed. I wasn't really lining that up with like calling and purpose more so as obligation and just, you know, doing what made sense, right? Because when we, we have a tendency in our society to tie financial worth to jobs and and calling and work, right? So if, if we're making money or if we need money, for the work that we're doing as women, we're like, well, if we can justify it as, oh, well, we need the money, then we're like, okay, yeah, I got to do it. But if we don't really need the money, or, you know, we, we can quote unquote, so the extra money is always nice, right? But if we can quote unquote survive on one income, then we lump doing something more or doing work, additional work outside of motherhood into us being selfish. But if we needed the money, we don't feel selfish for it. We feel like, oh, that's just what needs to happen. That's just what makes the most sense. We have, I have to provide for my family, right? That's where I was. So when the company closes doors later that year and I was without a job, I really felt like, okay, well, number one, I was in a position to still need money. But then as we got to a position where I really didn't need money anymore in that capacity, and I then was really working as a choice, I began to feel like, oh no, I'm being selfish. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be working. I should be just giving everything to my kids. And the more, especially once I, once I, once it was for myself, right? I wasn't working for a boss anymore. I was my own boss. I started my own business. I originally started it to bring some money in for the family, and it quickly transitioned into passion. It quickly transitioned into, oh my goodness, this is what I've been wanting. This is what I've been longing for. This is what I've been doing all along, thinking back to it. Oh my goodness, it makes sense now. I've always been blogging. I've always been writing. I've always been creating content. I've always been connecting. I've always been speaking. I've always been teaching in some capacity or another. And it started to make so much sense. And I started to long it. I started to crave it. And the more that I longed and the more that I craved and the more that I dreamed, the more that I realized that I never wanted to stop having a career. I thought I wanted to stop having a career. I thought I wanted to work until it made sense and then I could stop having a career. Maybe I would, you know, volunteer at the church or maybe I would just, you know, volunteer at the church. I wasn't sure what else I would do with my time, but I figured I would just be all in with the kids. Maybe when the kids got older, I would, you know, pick up a part-time job for fun or I would volunteer here, volunteer there, you know, do things to keep myself busy, but I never 
I, I thought I, I would, I believe this lie that I didn't actually want a career or didn't want purpose outside of motherhood. I thought that was my only calling. So when I started to feel all of these other desires creep in, I was, I was like, well, what is this? Like, this isn't, this is selfish of me. This is impossible. I, I can't do, I can't do both. All of a sudden, work became about selfishness instead of about purpose, instead of about a necessity, instead of about mission, because I felt like, well, I don't really need to do this. I just want to do this. So I'm being selfish because I'm doing this. Is that making sense to you all? So I, I say this to say, the more time goes on, we enter the pandemic, right? And uh, all of a sudden, what I thought was going to be us entering into a season of maybe going to like preschool with my oldest, all that gets shut down, et cetera. And we are just home or down for the count, as you all know. And I'm, you know, a few months into my new business. And that's really where things start to get challenging. That's where I'm like, all right, this is impossible. I, I'm, I can't do this. I, there's no way that I can do both. There's no way that I can be this really great mom and grow a brand, grow a company, grow a career, especially with the ages that my children are and, and no resources and, and everything else. Like it's, it's, it's impossible. And I, I began to fall into a pit of feeling like, well, not only am I selfish for wanting to do this, but like I'm a failure and what about me? And the more I, the more I, 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 I went through like these cycles of resistance. Like sometimes I would be so resistant. I would be, I would be resentful of my kids. I'd be like, well, this isn't fair. Like why, why did I have kids before I got my stuff together? Now I want my career. Now I want, now I wish I would have gotten this job instead. I wish, why, why couldn't have I gotten a job and gotten things off the ground before? Why did I have to go into teaching? Why did I waste five years teaching when I hated that career? Why didn't I do this? Why couldn't I find this? Why couldn't I find that? I started to have all these questions and thoughts and frustrations. Like, like I missed it. I missed my opportunity. I missed it. I missed out on having, because if I, if I had just gotten myself situated, then maybe I would have to do it. I would have had the boss. I would have had to work and maybe I wouldn't feel as bad. I would feel like purposeful in this, but I, I felt like the more I tried in my own way, the more that I was failing. I was, I felt like I was failing my kids because I was trying to work so much. And I felt like I was failing at the career I was trying to put together because I was always scrambling and always trying to figure things out. And I, I just like, like what's going on here? And, 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 and why can't I just feel called to both? Why can't I have that confirmation, God? Why can't I just succeed at both well? Like what, like what is wrong with me falling into these cycles and, and really on a roller coaster of emotions up and down one minute, I'm feeling glad about it. And the next minute I'm like, this is terrible. So that's what's going on, right? And I'm praying about this. And I, I really feel God say to me a, lo- a couple of things. One, he says, you can do both. You are called to both. I, the reason why these, these desires are on your heart is because I put them there. Every day you seek me first. Every day you're in my word. The reason why you desire to do X, Y, Z is because I'm calling you to do that. And I call you to things by placing a desire or a pull on your heart. 
Yes, he calls us to things that we don't always want to do or we might resist doing, but he pulls it. He, he pulls us towards it. Even when I was a teacher and I, I resisted going into teaching, but I felt a pull. I felt a desire at the time to do that thing. Right. So when he's calling us, he 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 especially when we are putting him first and we're seeking him. This is the the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So when you're delighting yourself in him, he then gives you your heart's desires. He places desires in your heart. So so long as you are really, you know, seeking God, which I know you are, even if it does not have to be perfect every day, but you're praying, you're asking God to, you're surrendering to him, you're asking him to have his way. You are, you know, you're, you're, you're praying, you're reading your word, you're doing your devotional, you're journaling, you're doing things right. It's not going to be perfect every day, but I know you're seeking him. I know you love him. I know you're, you're wanting to follow him, right? So when you're doing that, he does give you these desires in your heart. And so when he starts planting dreams into your spirit, when he starts giving you ideas, when he starts creating a yearning for something that it, it almost hurts to the point where you can't ignore it, it's literally aching so bad that yearning, he's putting it there. So he was putting these desires in my heart and saying, I, I've called you to do both. You can do both. You are doing both. It's the enemy that's causing you to feel afraid, that's causing you to second guess yourself, that's causing you to believe that you aren't called to do this. But this resistance you're going through is literally just making you stronger. It's showing you, it's, it's showing your family that you have a calling outside of the home and it's showing you, you when you're doing your calling outside of the home, it's reminding you of what comes first. I'm teaching you how to do both. And I'm showing you how to do both in a world that tells you can only do one or the other well. And that's when it all clicked. I even asked God, okay, are we even meant to just be stay-at-home moms? And I don't want to put a just there like you're, you're not doing it. That's, that shouldn't say it like that. But are we meant to only be stay-at-home moms? Or are we, have we always been meant to do other things as well? And I say other, I don't say more because I don't want to put like an emphasis on what's better or worse. It's not about worse, better or anything like that. It's just more so are we only like, is it in your word for us to only be stay at home moms? Why is it this big Christian thing for Christians in Christians and non-Christians? But really, I mean, in the Christian community, especially why is it that we believe that in order to be the best Christian mama, we got to be at home mamas at homeschool. And is this something that our culture has created or is this something that is really from you, Lord? And I really receive revelation that he really never intended for it to be the way that we've taken it, right? We've always been called to put the home first. That is biblical. It is biblical. It's God, marriage, home, family, those that you you must be able to disciple your home, steward your home well, manage it well before you can do and go out and be anything else that God has called you to be before you can be a leader in your church, your place of work, etc. Your home has to be your foundation. It's your number one priority always. And that will always be what I teach. But it was never intended to be your only thing. We, we've been we are called to go out and make disciples of all nations. That does not just mean you're making disciples in your home. 
that means that through the work that God is calling you to do, remember God created work. He created it before the fall. Work has always been something that God created and called us to because he called Adam and Eve to tend to the garden, to work the garden. We've always been called to work our gardens. It's difficult because of the fall. It's arduous because of the fall. We, we, we face more challenges because of the fall. But we were always called to do the work. Doesn't mean paid or unpaid or what have you. But work is in our DNA. As adults, we crave work. We crave work, excuse me, we crave work that feels good. We crave work that calls us, that, that allows us to create because God calls us to create things, to make disciples of all nations, to make. He, God is a creator, so we are called to create. Create can be different for everybody. For my husband, he creates through technology. I create through my words. You might create through art, or you might create through cooking, or you might create through, insert whatever here, administration, all of it. Working is creating. So we have, as adults, even as kids, kids desire work. Kids desire to learn. Kids desire to play. That's work. Work is in our DNA. So it's time for us to stop ignoring that pull and just allow ourselves to be multifaceted people, to be mothers, to be wives, to be women, and to be workers, to be people who are called to make disciples of all nations, who are called for a purpose in God's kingdom, and who God has gifted talents and gifts and and desires to because he wants you to say yes and amen to them and to use them for his glory. And it's a beautiful thing that we get to live a life like this. It's a beautiful thing. So it's time for us to stop ignoring that. So I received that revelation of, oh, I don't think we were ever meant to literally only be home and only mother and only be homemakers. We are meant to be homemakers and insert whatever here, homemakers and teachers, homemakers and artists, homemakers and writers, homemakers and speakers, homemakers and doctors, homemakers and blank, nurses whatever. Homemakers and healthcare providers, homemakers and wellness coaches, homemakers and. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, I know that this story was long and that the title of this episode is How to Discern Your Calling and we haven't even gotten there yet. But don't worry, we're here now. Another disclaimer, again, I'm not, I'm not the Lord, (laughs) okay? But God has been teaching me so much through my journey, through my process, through journeys that I've been on prior to the story I just told you. He's revealed so much to me. So I'm not claiming to be able to tell you exactly what you're called to or anything of that nature. But I am promising you that you can, through careful prayer, intentional action, discern, and of course, the power of the Holy Spirit, discern where God is calling you. He, you may not discern it for 50 years from now. You don't discern, it's, it's not going to be this one giant picture. Our calling is a journey, not a destination. 
and our what he's calling us to he is really it's really about the season you're in right now and then maybe the next one you're you're not going to know much more than that <laughs> and that's okay we're not supposed to we're not supposed to get caught up and fixated on the whole big picture we're supposed to be caught up and fixated on the intentional next right step to take the 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 here and the now and the season that we are in we can cultivate this season well and the cultivation of this season helps to prepare for the next one so i just want to make sure that i'm explaining that to you okay but here are some steps that you can take to provide you with some clarity around what you may be called to outside of motherhood all right, so the first step is for you to really think about your story. God is writing a beautiful story and he's already written chapters one through insert your age here. So while the story is still being written, it doesn't mean that you don't already have chapters and even whole books that have already been written. Testimonies that you have to share. Tribulations that have shaped you and molded you. Times where you felt the most alive in your whole life that if you could do anything to go back there, you would. Your story matters. And it's a huge part of where God is calling you to because it all is being woven together for his glory. So consider your story. Journal about it. Ask yourself some questions about the different things that stick out to you, why they stick out to you. Ask your, your family members and friends that have known you for a long time to help you remember some things in your story. Next, think about your passions, maybe that little girl dream that you had. I know for me, I used to see this question when I would like Google. I would Google this, you guys, like how to find your calling. Like I've, I've literally been thinking about this for years and I would see that same thing. Like, okay, the little girl dream. Everyone talks about that. Well, I don't know what mine was. When I asked my mom, she would say, well, you loved playing homemaker. You loved playing house. You loved pretending to be a mom. That and I loved music. And I'm not a, I, I'm a musician. Yes, I, I can still play my instruments and things of that nature. And I do love music, but I'm not doing music as my calling. And yes, I am a homemaker. But I realized that for me, my little girl dream wasn't when I was like seven. It was when I was like a teenager more so than anything. I really didn't start writing until middle school. I think I always kept like a diary of some sort, but I really started to write in middle and high school. And I really started to speak in high school. Um, and that is really when things started to really come alive for me. So it doesn't have to be a little girl thing, like five, six, seven years old, if that is not applicable to you. But still, I think you should think about all ages and see if you can weave some things in together there. And just think about again, what have you always been passionate about? What's always lit you up? What is something you could do for hours? Ask your friends, ask your family members for help remembering these things. The next thing is, you know, what are you good at? What are your giftings? What are you naturally skilled at doing? What are, you, what are your strengths? And strengths and skills are very different, but answer those questions if you can. Um, and again, ask some people to help you figure that out. The next step is, well, what has God laid on your heart? What has he literally been whispering to you? Write it down. He's been saying something. And if you haven't been listening, get still. Get still to listen. Pay attention to the thoughts that pop in your head as you go throughout your day. Pay attention to those ideas that you get as you are washing the dishes or taking a shower or reading a story to your kids. 
And as you're putting all those things together, whatever pops into your spirit, just own it. Own it. You don't have to spend a whole bunch of time super dissecting it. Trust me, if it's wrong, God will redirect you. Just own it. Don't question it. Don't doubt it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Just own it. So the cool thing is that what I just walked you through is just a really rushed framework of part of my new program called The Called Mama. And this is an online course and mastermind experience. And I'm so excited. It's specifically an online course and mastermind experience designed to help you uncover your calling and create a roadmap to pursue it boldly while keeping motherhood first. Guys, this is going to be amazing. It's an eight-week course, but it's also self-paced. So it's designed to take you eight weeks, but you could take it in a whole year if you want to. I'm putting it together right now, and I am currently just drumming up interest for this. It's going the 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 course is going to begin actually in May, but I want to start drumming up interest for it now and give you an opportunity to save your spot in the course. There's going to be limited spots in this first time I run the course, and you can save your spot for a very very special early bird price. Okay. This is all going to be available on Monday. So you're listening to this on Friday. It's going to be available on Monday for you to snag your spot. In the called mama, you're going to do some really amazing things. We're not just going to be talking about your your calling outside of motherhood, but we're going to be talking about your calling in the home as well. You are going to get clarity on what you're called to as as a wife, if you're a wife, as a mother, and as a homemaker. You're going to understand what the dreams that God has been giving you, like why they're there and really reflect on them, seek God for them and and write a narrative and a calling for them. Most importantly, though, you're going to like I I just ran you through like um, an example of one of the modules. You're going to get clarity on your calling outside of the home. But most importantly, you are going to create a framework for how to pursue that calling well. And it's going to inc- it's going to include creating an action plan for what God is calling you to do and let's reverse engineer and take some steps t- forward towards that that makes sense in the season that you are in. Because a lot of times we understand like okay, I feel called to blank. I feel called to this big thing, right? Um for me, I'll be honest with you guys, one of the things that I feel called to is writing a book. And that is really daunting for me. So reverse engineering that and saying, well, what is the next best steps that I can take? Let's create a roadmap for this. It doesn't even have to be a roadmap that has a specific timeline because the timeline is up to God. But what are the steps that I can take that feel clear to me? Step one, step two, step three, that are going to, that are going to be feasible and accessible for the season of motherhood that I am in that allow me to prioritize motherhood, but also make some very promising progress towards the things that I feel called to and no longer feel like I'm just putting that on the back burner. So that's going to be a huge part of this course. And another huge part of this course is that you are going to build very specific rhythms and routines that are going to give you the time to do your calling, to pursue your calling well, and to do motherhood well. You're going to create routines specifically tailored towards what you feel called to and making room and space for that. This is, 
This is different from the routines that I teach inside the Met for Motherhood Academy because that is for motherhood in general. And that is you building a routine yourself to figure out just like in general, like what would be a good routine for getting my house in order. Whereas in the called mama, I'm going to walk you through finding space in your days, gathering your resources. It does not have to be something you do on your own. Are your kids in school? Can you hire help? What do you have available to you? How can you make sure that you have prioritized time to be obedient to the call that is on your heart outside of motherhood? And how can you make sure that you have prioritized time to be obedient to your calling in the home as well? Okay, so that's going to be very, very practical and tangible putting your daily and weekly rhythm into place to give you the space to do what you've been called to do. And then you're going to implement and take action. You're going to take your action plan for the actual dream you have. You're going to take your 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 rhythms and you are going to go for it. And you're going to unapologetically, boldly pursue your dreams while being able to steward your motherhood calling without neglecting it. All that jazz, it's it's going to be amazing. Okay, so if this sounds like something that you're like, yes, this is exactly what I need. I've got a calling already or I've got a dream already that I've been dreaming about and thinking about. I would love to get more clarity around it. I've already started doing the thing, but I'm feeling really overwhelmed with trying to balance both. If you have no idea where to start, but you just want to get started, then this course is going to be for you. So again, you can begin snagging your early bird seat. This particular pre-sale is to figure out if we've got some serious mamas that are ready to do this, okay? So I will be completely transparent with you. If we don't fill up at least half of the seats in the course the first time, I will not launch the course right now because that will show me that, you know what, maybe no one's interested in this right now and that's okay. So me giving you guys the opportunity to save your seat by offering a very exclusive early bird price, it's going to be very low, that'll allow you to get in, snag your seat, and if guaranteed access as soon as the course drops in May, is how I'm going to be able to gauge, all right, we've got interest, this is needed, this is wanted, I'm going to go forward, finish creating the course, and then we'll be launching it again. The full launch will happen in April for the actual price, the regular general price of it. So it's going to go up. So you have an opportunity to snag your seat on Monday, the beginning of next week, Monday, Tuesday, you have your opportunity to snag your seat. And then if you don't have, if you don't snag your seat, then once I launch it again in April, you will have to pay the full price of the course. Okay. So just really think about this. Be on the lookout. I'm going to send you an email. So if you're not on our email list, I recommend you get on your, our email list. You can click the link in the show notes. Click where it says to join us for the next monthly Mamahood coffee chat because we are going to have our next coffee chat on Sunday. That's free. It's free to sign up. That'll get you on my email list. I'll send you an invite to join us for coffee. You can ask me questions there. We'll just chat, have a good time. And then on Monday, you will be able to get your seat inside the course. You'll get an email for it. I'll also be talking about it on social media, but the email list will know first. So that would be the best way if you're really interested to join us on Sunday and you'll be all good to go. You'll get all the details then. Okay. All right. As usual, mama, 
not, first of all, this is not a mini sewed, but it's all right. It, hey, it's okay. As usual, you are meant for this. You are meant for this life that God has called you to. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. You are called for so many great things. And I can't wait to see you inside the called mama and in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Meant For This. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If you love what you heard today, I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe to the show. Also, I'd love to hear from you. If you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of today's episode was by taking a screenshot of you listening to the show, sharing it to your Instagram stories, and tagging me so I can see it and connect with you. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. I'll see you next time.